Crushing big kids in full effect, man. Yo, I'ma kick it when they bow with Check it, show. No question. Hey, yo, what's the 411, hun? What's the 411, I got it going on, hey, yo, I got it going on. Welcome to the Pickleball 411. I'm Coach Fig along with... I'm Coach Debbie. And today we're going to do the sequel of last week's episode. We talked about preparation. This week we're going to talk about mindset. So we're going to start with... Can I interrupt? Okay. Before we get started and make an announcement. We have hit the 7,000 mark. It wasn't too long ago we were at the 5,000. We just hit 7,000. Okay, so thank you for listening. So we're going to start with the mindset and we're going to start with uh, being on the same page. So you and your partner need to talk about what you know and what you don't know. So a lot of people assume that certain players know certain things. And then by the time you get to the tournament, it's, oh, she didn't know that or he didn't know that. For example, who takes middle? Ball in the middle. So a lot of people assume, okay, well, whoever's closest to the middle. A lot of people say, all right, well, the forehand middle should always take it. So your partner should definitely know all these things before you play a tournament. So that is key. And uh, the only way you can do that is by practicing. So the other thing to cover as well is how to practice. And Coach Debbie's going to get into that. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna first talk a little bit about what you first said. One is you've got to know your partner, and a lot of times with pickleball, a lot of people get thrown together, especially like in open play. Realize we're talking about tournaments, but don't do that. Don't do that in your tournament. Don't just assume, as you said, that everyone knows what to do because they don't. And as far as this goes into the practice. Practice isn't going to open play and going, oh, well, we're going to be partners, so we're just going to play some games here and that'll do it. Practice is going to have to be on a court by yourselves, figuring it out, having a talk. And if, and you may, if you're brand new to tournament play, you may not know what do I need to talk about. And one of the things you need to talk about, who has what strengths and who has what weaknesses and be honest. The person who has the strongest uh, forehand most likely should play forehand middle. And that would also involve the word stacking, the strategy of stacking. I posted that on our Facebook. Uh, Simone is going through some of the stacking ideas. We haven't talked about stacking yet, but you need to decide who's stronger where. And the even side is the right side of the court. And you may want to put the person with not as strong a backhand there. Also depends on if you've got a forehand and a backhand. I mean, a a righty and a lefty. If you've got a lefty and a righty situation, you want to keep your forehands down the middle most likely. So these are some of the things you need to talk about. Another thing is, who's the best server? Who's the best return? You you want to set your, your game up and your situation to be advantageous for you. Now, if you have your best server, I would start them. They would be the starting server, right? Because they're going to get more opportunities to serve than if you didn't start them. So that's a little bit of the strategy there. As far as practice, first thing I would say, you need to make those identifications and have some talks and get on the court and position your bodies in in different positions of the court to figure out who would take what shot. Yes, and... uh... You can't just automatically go to open play 
and assume that uh, both of you are going to be on the same page. You have to go to a practice court in order to be on the same page. Once you practice, now you guys uh, know, okay, forehand, middle, if you're going to stack, you can now practice that in open play. And that, that's where you start practicing the technical aspects and your strategies. <clears throat> Excuse me. You then, uh, when you play stronger players, here's the time during open play, obviously not in a tournament, but during open play, you want to try to target stronger players because you can uh, play different balls, uh, balls that you've never faced before. And uh, you're going to get more of a challenge playing the stronger player than the weaker player. Also, this is another topic in itself. But when you have, let's say you're a 3-5 and you are graced with the presence of a 4-5. And the 4-5 doesn't get one ball because you want to win so badly. That 4-5 will stop going to your spot where you're playing. And you just lost a player that you'll never see again that's actually really solid player. So you don't want to lose such a player. That's a good point. Um, play when when you have the opportunity. Wins are not in open play practice. Whatever are not that important. What's important is experience, and playing the better player will give you the experience. You're going to be engaged in in some shots that you don't normally get in your normal play. But moving on, um, we're talking about going into tournament play, and. Some of you, it may be your first time. It may be that you're going into different levels or you're going to play a sanctioned tournament. One of the things I know is there is a nerve. Uh, people get nervous. The way to deal with nerves is practice. And the more you practice and the, the more ready you are, the more uh, you'll be a little more calmer in your play. Um, when we're confident, we tend to play very well. We tend to play at, at that top or at the top of our play um, when we're not confident is when we start to lack and start to not move our feet and not doing the things and prepping our rackets and we're, we're doing lazy things because we've shut our feet off because now we're nervous so back to the practice court what can we do well, obviously, we can practice our third shot drops. We can practice our returns. But we also can discuss it with our partners. What is what is their understanding of where a good return would go? You know, we all say middle, you know, middle deep is a good place to hit that return. There are certain situations where middle deep, you may want to change that if you have a different kind of opportunity. But you need to have those discussions. See if you both can get into the same strategy of what to do. Serves. How do you feel about serves? Are you out to win the point off the serve? Or are you just, I'm going to get it into play? Or am I going to be doing a lob serve? Your partner needs to know that because if you're not prepared for a, for your partner doing a lob serve, you, it may throw you off, right? And you, then you need to talk with them. What is What is it that you're trying to get a reply back with your serve? Are you trying to get them to hit a shorter ball? Are you trying to keep them from hitting a deep? You know, what are you trying to do? And start having those conversations with each other. Um, the other thing is, do you own slice? If you, you know, when are you gonna when are you gonna hit slice? What are you gonna do at the kitchen? Are you going to slam for for the win or are you going to dink? And if you dink, do you have a strategy of how are you going? Who's who's your strongest dinker? And how are you going to get that ball redirected to your strongest inker? Those are the, the type, of, type of discussions I believe you need to have.
Right. And then um, this is important as well. Moving as a team, uh, just because a, a person hits a third shot drop doesn't necessarily mean you rush in. You have to wait for the right shot. If you come in too soon, you're going to get killed. So you have to uh, wait for the right third shot drop where it's low enough to you don't get killed in the net. So is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, um, I just like to throw out there. You need to find a coach. Okay, if you want to play tournaments and it's worth your time and effort to to go on a Saturday or a Sunday or a weekend to play an event, then it's worthwhile to get a coach to at least work with you as a team for at least two two lessons just to get you guys on page together asking those questions and directing you on how to answer those questions i think a lot of times uh we just assume that pickleball is oh it's easy to pick up oh i can just go out there and play but you know just i feel that you need to respect people who want to study, you know, and, and uh, understand a sport or understand the stock market or understand whatever the field is. Go get a specialist to help you. Like I said, even if it's a one or two lessons just to get you going down the right you know, lane, uh, then go play the tournament and maybe go back and talk to them about how that went and how well, how your results were and what, what was lacking and what was better. But I'm just going to throw it out there. Don't underestimate, even if you're, I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm, you know, an older female, just because you're an older female or you're older or whatever, you don't think your level's that high, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go get a coach. You should go get the coach so you can enjoy your experience to the highest of levels. And that's my suggestion. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I commend everyone who's willing to go out there and put your your money down and go try a tournament and, uh, you know, duke it out with with the next people. Just go out there with a great attitude and go for experience and uh, like I said, try to remember what was good, what was you know not so good, and what you can come back with. I would also suggest if you have a friend, a spouse, someone who can video your games, get videoed when you play your tournaments. Because a lot of times we think we're doing things and we're not doing things, or we're doing certain things we didn't even know we were doing. And you might be rushing yourself. And you know, there's a lot of things you can pick up off those videos that that will help you correct yourself, you know, and improve your next experience of the tournament. Well, since you brought up a coach, uh, if you don't know if you don't know what to look at, then your coach is there to help you look at the video and see what you did right or wrong. So with that being said, that concludes this episode. I'm Coach Fig along with Coach Debbie. Have fun out there and take care.